You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Emergency pod. We didn't think we would be talking to you here in late March, but obviously some news has hit the stands. And man, does it suck. Before we get into it, given the circumstances, we may have some new listeners tuning in. Welcome. And yes, we record this outside amidst thousands of crickets, frogs, and other creatures of the night. You may hear a car or a truck or two, and uh, maybe even a train if you're lucky. Uncle Psalm, good to see you. How we doing? It's good to see you too, Dino. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's it's kind of hard, you know. We've been talking throughout the week. It's kind of hard to actually gauge how you're feeling, uh, but you know, we're processing what's going on. And uh, you know, if I've I've learned one thing over the years, it's that you can't get too high on the highs and you can't get too low on the lows. Uh, so that is a Steve Savage classic, <laughs> baby. I love it. Let's get right into unpacking all of this the best we can. So here are the facts. Coach Michael Brown has resigned as head coach of the Commerce football team. He walks away with a 73-25 and record in eight seasons as head coach, 10-8 and in playoffs, including three trips to the uh, quarterfinals, two trips to the Final Four, one shared region title, and one outright region title. He has spent the past 22 years involved with the football program as either an assistant or head coach, 8A Coach of the Year twice in 2013 and 2020. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. Let's talk about his letter. So this letter was sent out to the community and uh, I believe some media members. Uh, we we weren't we weren't in that we were not we're not in that media. He probably didn't have our seen. email address. Listen, it's it's potluckfootball at gmail <laughs> If anybody's wondering. Let's get into the into the statement because you may not have seen it. Um, most of those facts, by the way, did come from the Ben Monroe piece in Main Street News. Uh, he had a lot more uh, of his, from the conversation he had with the principal and athletic director, uh, uh, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Um, but obviously, there were some people that have not seen this or read this yet. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to read it first things first on the pod. Quote to the commerce community. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there is an occasion for everything and for every activity under heaven. The next few verses go on to describe many of the beginnings and endings that we experience in life. Beginnings are often filled with hope and enthusiasm, while endings are often imperfect and difficult. We are sometimes left with decisions that are at the same time best for us and our family in the midst of our circumstance and yet extremely difficult both for ourselves and those who share life with us. These difficult decisions bring out powerful emotions in all of us, some that can be a source of positive change, others that are negative, divisive, and a source of strife. Many times, our journey in life will take us to places that we never expected to be. With these things in mind, I have resigned as the head, coach, head football coach at Commerce and am accepting a job elsewhere next year in a lesser role. This is an extremely difficult decision for me and my family. I owe it to this community to explain why I would make this decision at this moment, It is not because I lack love or loyalty to this program or the kids in it. I will not be so bold to claim to have been perfect in my words and actions toward the players I have coached, but the intention of my heart has always been consistent in developing strength, goodness, and honor in them as young men. Other things that are not part of this decision include making more money, anger or bitterness directed toward anyone, or the future success of either of my sons who played this game. So that is the first part of the letter. Mr. Uncle Solomon. You can take over from here. What the community sees on a regular basis is the finished product on display each Friday night. Those 48 minutes under the light have largely been successful and are a part of the reason why this decision may seem so illogical to many. What the average fan does not see are the numerous other responsibilities, frustrations, and battles that come with the job. These do not end with the last game. Every coach faces them, Some have more to deal with than others, and some receive more support than others to do their jobs effectively. 
Years of battling for the needs of the program becomes draining, often leading head coaches to desire a change. In the past few months, it has become clear to my wife and I that it was not a question of if we should make a change, but rather where. We have prayed about this decision for months, and despite feeling the weight of our decision on others and the loss of what we have known for so long, we know this is best for our family. Every season of change is an opportunity for growth and progress. All decisions have a redeeming value to them. We know that this will not bring out a wide range of emotions for all or we know that this will bring out a wide range of emotions for all who are affected by this decision. The Greeks described emotions as horses pulling a chariot. Without reining them in and directing them towards a common goal, they will tear each other apart and destroy what they are pulling. If they are reined in and united in focus, they can take you to your ultimate destination. I know there will be strong emotions associated with this decision. I do not want strife and division to be the result. My hope is that the program and community will move forward in a positive manner and while identifying the things that need to change, focus only on solutions and not blame. My hope also is that in time, each of you will begin to understand why I have why we have chosen this course. I would like to thank each and every coach that has served on our staff. I've been privileged to work with good men who care about kids. I would also like to thank Mr. Drew and Mr. Smith for their support over these eight years. Lastly, I would like to thank Dr. Talbert and every member of the Commerce Board of Education who have served during my time as head coach. We will always pull for the Tigers. Mike and Becca Brown. That's the the end. Of that's the letter. The letter. Uh, so that's the facts. Obviously, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, a lot of sentences that I think people um, have read through many times at this point. Yeah. And um, let's talk about it a little bit, Uncle Song. What uh, What was your reaction uh, when you first read the letter? Maybe after a few times reading it over. Um, Floor is yours. Yeah, we we've, we've talked there's about the this. There's the train, by the way. Yeah, there's the train, the nightly train. You're a privileged few who heard that <laughs> one. Go for it, Saul. We we've talked about this personally, and I've talked about this with with several people, and I found a common theme, um, one that has been similar to mine. I think the, the first um, reaction was was kind of shock. Um, you and I have been doing this this podcast and this this Twitter, you know, for a while now. Um, and to me, this this is the hardest one we've had to do yet. Um, Coach Brown and his entire family have been really supportive of our Pollock football Twitter and our podcast. I know there's been some tweets that we've both sent out that we've got likes from all three Browns on Twitter on those tweets. Uh, Coach Brown, his wife, Beck, and his son, Sammy. So it's been really fun to contribute. And, and when, when I found out that Coach Brown was leaving, I just – I really felt like you know, I, di- I didn't know what to think. I was shocked. And I've, I've had the experience of having someone in my life, like a friend, pass away, some older friends of mine. And uh, I kind of felt like that. Like, I felt like somebody that I knew died. And I uh, had that, that, like, you've been hit in the stomach feeling. Um, what what have you been feeling? I kind of I have, have went through that, though, and, like, accepted it now. You know, what are, what are you feeling, Dino? Well, I mean, we, we've, we've went through a lot of different – a variety, a plethora of emotions over the last uh, few days here in our, you know, our group text. All of our buddies, you know, from Commerce, yeah. have, obviously we don't see as much anymore, but we talk still quite a bit, and uh, we've all kind of had our thoughts and texted each other back and forth. But just getting into the letter, you know, specifically, he points to a few things that are interesting. Um, as mentioned in the Ben Monroe piece, he does point to the demands of his job as as head coach as being kind of the ultimate factor um, for this decision. Uh, it's also mentioned that he is, you know, taking a, a less uh, well, maybe not lesser role, but just taking a step back from being a head coach in his position that he has accepted. It seems at a different school, um, and it also in the letter it talks about the gravity of the decision. Um, it's on display throughout the letter. Yeah, uh, strong emotions are mentioned multiple times, um, and it's a really well thought out, put together um, 
letter to the community here. Um, so there's definitely a lot, a lot to see and a lot to think about in there. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I agree with you. Like it seems like every, every word had thought behind it. And I know that he and his family aren't coming to this decision just because they, they were approached by somebody for a job. This is something that's been on their mind for a long time. Right. Um, and I don't know if we talked, we didn't talk about this, but I mean, I think that's apparent to anyone who knows the situation. This Coach Brown stepped back from the program once before in 2018. Uh, so you know this this has kind of been – this has been a something that's been weighed on him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we, we kind of split, split reading it up that way because it kind of made sense. It was the announcement that he is leaving into – what seems like reasons yeah. for 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 leaving. Uh, the second part of that first paragraph you wrote, you read, you read. Um, every coach faces them. Some have more to deal with than others, and some receive more support than others do uh, to do their jobs effectively. Years of battling for the needs of the program becomes draining, often leading head coaches to desire a change. In the past few months, it has become clear to my wife and I that it was not a question of if we should make a change, but rather where. Yeah. That's, that's that says a lot. It right there. I mean, the the rest of the letter is important, but if you're going to take one – like, if you're looking for logic here, if you're looking for a reason, there's the reason. Yeah. So, outsiders that, that may be listening to this, that's a big sentence. Yeah. We can, we can kind of leave it, I think, at that for now. Yeah. Do we have any additional thoughts uh, that we want to hash out here um, as far as reactions before we get into some further speculation? Do we? Do you want to point out any parts? I mean, there's plenty of parts that you can point out. Yeah, there, there are a couple parts. I really liked reading this letter. Honestly, after I read the letter, I felt better. Um, after that sentence that you read, I went back and I underlined this last piece. It says, this is best for our family. And I wrote, yeah. you can't fault Coach Brown for that. No. He's he's the provider for his family. You know, he's the leader of his family. He's making a decision that he believes is the best for his family. Right. Um, and I I really, you know, I just from knowing him personally and him being my position coach in high school and being my eighth grade Georgia history teacher. I mean, it's been a long time since I've I've actually like had a conversation with Coach Brown, but I know that when he wrote, you know, it. The intention of his heart's always been consistent in developing strength, goodness, and honor in young men. I That's, I agree with that. I don't think there's anybody that's ever played for him that would, that would question that. Right. Um, there's no doubt. That's a hundred percent. It's he's always had our best interest at heart as players. Um, but I, and then at the end, I like how he came back and he starts that last second last paragraph with every season of change is an opportunity for growth and progress, and even. In departing, he's trying to point the community in the direction that he believes is best for commerce to go, is that this is a time where we need to see what's wrong with commerce and why is the job at Commerce High School as head football coach, why is it putting, you know, so much strain on that person in that position? Right. I think you could talk to any head football coach of a high school program in Georgia and you would probably get you would get some of that. But I right. think in commerce particularly it's it's difficult. It because seem, of the it expectations, seems, it, yeah, that that's yeah, that's part of it. It seems to be the case that it's a little there's a little bit more um, here than than uh, than what's written, maybe. Um, but you know, just a really good, really good letter. Glad we had a chance to to read it and kind of talk about it briefly. Um, do we want to move into? The almost like the fallout, yeah. like the speculation part of all this. It's it's really odd. Like this dropped this morning while I was at work, and we talked about this when we were talking earlier. It's like our phones blew up when this happened because we were getting notifications after notifications after notifications. It's like the news broke, and then it was circulated on multiple different sources. Right. So we get some information here that's coming from different sources. So right, and you every, explain that? everyone had a, di- a little bit of a different way to write it um to write up the exact going you know what what was going on at the time um 
So we wanted to start this podcast with the facts, which we've done. We started with the facts, his record, all that he's done for the community. Um, Got his by word all from the, him. Right, his word that was written directly out from him. And by all accounts of, you know, our experiences, yeah. he's all that's true. I mean, he does have everything that, that is, is in there is true. But there's always some speculation that falls out from stuff like this. And specifically... The number one early rumor mm-hmm. um, that is still speculation is still a rumor, but uh, to quote Blitz Sports here, the early rumors surfacing and circulating according to some sources are that he may be heading to Jefferson, end quote. That is from Blitz Sports. Um, do you want to go somewhere from here or do you want me to take it from I don't. Here? I don't think anybody, if you've listened to our podcast before, I don't think anyone has any doubt on how we feel about Jefferson as a school system, <laughs> as a football program, or as a community. So take that with with that in mind. Know that we have an inherent bias. Anyone who grew up in commerce and attended commerce city schools has an inherent bias when you look at Jefferson, Georgia, or their school system or football program. So keep that in mind. It's yeah. a huge rivalry. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, what we grew up in – they were our biggest rivals, like we've mentioned before on the pod here. I mean, I don't know if it seems like that's the case anymore with who's coming up in the school yeah. now. So it's, it's not as big. Not, it's not a, a big deal, maybe anymore. I remember. You remember when Greg Hayes moved to Commerce? Greg Hayes was the guy that graduated with us. He came from Jefferson. Came in our senior year. I had of a course, conversation. Of course, I remember with Greg. Hayes. With Greg, because he was like, I mean, we had like eighty-three people in our high school class. Yes. So you, there's a new kid there. It's like, how do you not know? I had a conversation with Greg one time, and I was like, so when you were growing up in Jefferson, did did anyone ever, like, talk about commerce? And he was like, yeah, we talked about commerce all the time. Everybody told us to hate commerce. Like, yeah. And it was the same way growing up in commerce about Jefferson. It's just like they're the enemy. And it's been that way forever. A hundred years. I mean, <laughs> I mean forever. Really, it, it predates the football, yeah. honestly. Like, I it's mean, it between does, the seriously. towns. It's economic. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's personal things that go on between Commerce and Jefferson that cause bad feelings. So it's a long, it's a long storybook yes. of a rivalry. So for us, when we we heard this news, it was I felt like that's where the kind of pain, like misunderstanding, maybe that's where the confusion. Confusion is the best. This is confusion. Like, why Jefferson? That's when it felt worse. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I understand. Like, honestly, me and my grandpa a couple of weeks ago had the conversation. He was like, man, Commerce got him a good coach. And I was like, yeah, they do, Paul. He was like, somebody's going to snap him up for too long. And, like, people know, knew that. People know Coach right. Brown has done – he's almost 75% winning percentage. Right. In eight years. You know, it's not – that's not because he's – a just getting lucky. He's a good coach. We knew that somebody might try to steal, snap him up. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect that it would be Jefferson. No, and, and again, uh, this, is spec- this is still speculation. Um, based on kind of who has reported – I mean, Blitz Sports is willing to, to put it out there. Yeah. So they obviously have a pretty good source. And they're credible. We, we've heard from some – pretty credible sources that that's the case as well um we're not willing to say that that's a fact but we have heard from people that that's that we trust that that's where he's heading um and relating it back to the letter i feel that there's some sentences in that letter that kind of back this up yeah um he mentions powerful emotions i think three four five times in in the letter extremely difficult Uh, for all involved it may be positive or negative and divisive. Uh, shortly followed that uh, by the many times in our life where we may find ourselves in places we never thought we would be. <laughs> that's think, my favorite I think line. that's the qualifier. That's, that's almost bailed. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the qualifier. Like, obviously, if you're, you know, you're Mike Brown, it's like, uh, yeah, you never thought you'd be at Jefferson, you know? Um, yeah, so that that's... There that's was another of, one in there. We have prayed about this decision for months, and despite the weight of our decision on others, yeah. you know, like, you can feel there's some tension there. It feels... It, again, this is still rumors, still speculation, but it feels like, based on some of the sources that it's coming from, a pretty big publication putting that into their column, and some of the sentences that you can kind of see, it's like, okay, so this is going to be... Obviously, not just a divisive decision because he's leaving 
commerce. You know, commerce, but because potentially it could be going to the sure. place across the river. Um, a second round of space. Are we done? Are we done with the Jefferson stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, you wanna, we don't you need to put labor a on, on it? that. That it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's at no point we're not you know not saying right or wrong. It's not just, judgment. It is what it is. It's just a fact. You're right. Or uh, speculation. Yeah, this is still speculation, not a fact. But the speculation is that that's where we are with that. Um, the second thing that just came about really in the later, later parts of today. Yeah, evening. Um, Coach Huff and his son, Trey Huff, the starting quarterback, will also be leaving the program, possibly heading to Lincoln County. Yeah, this this is where it's definitely getting into more of the speculative uh, realm we, yeah, of that word. I would say no one's reported this. This is something that was came from the vent that I'd heard actually on an online message board about yeah, high school. And football. everyone knows that that's always one hundred percent correct. That's but not we did very, have to we had to put it on the pod. We yeah. felt like we needed to put it on the pod. But again, this is speculation. We've heard, we we haven't we haven't actually heard this from a new as many as good sources about yeah. the, the Jefferson move. But we have heard this from several different people, mm-hmm. not just the vent. Right at this point. Right. Um. Whew, so that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the depth chart, we have the biggest class in recent memory, maybe in commerce history, coming through in commerce football. Gone. Uh, very successful. Yeah, Love those senior, guys. Eighteen seniors. Eight. 18 seniors. That yeah. was going to be a big blow, period, as right. it was. Um, Trey Huff, possibly going got to – I mean, you throw this into the speculative category, but it's very strong speculation. Sammy, Sammy Brown's going to be at Jefferson. I think that's a little more than – well, it's, it's definitely – he's going to be gone. Yeah. I think it's speculation that he'll be at Jefferson. Yeah. Um, so, there's QB1, QB2, both of the guys that have experience – being quarterback either at the high school or middle level uh-huh. um, lately. Um, we don't have a clear quarterback right now. Uh, I think if we look back through the depth chart, uh, J.P. Allen, is J.P. his first name? Uh, he's number five last year. He was he was our third-string quarterback. Uh, he got in in limited time in the varsity games, um, but we didn't see a lot from him because we didn't attend very many J.B. games last year. Um not no no disrespect to JP or or him as a person or his skills but we just don't know right now at, yeah. at quarterback. I mean we technically we said the same thing about Trey Huff last right. year. Right. At this like, point well, last we year no we had no idea cuz you know Landon Bunn was QB2 last year you had graduation of Nate Ray uh Landon Bunn's gone transfer and then it was unknown. So that's another unknown coming into next season. Mm-hmm. Um what else we got on speculations? I mean, that's really the the two main things I would say. I think you had a couple more coaches. Yeah, if you want so to through those. Anytime you have a, a coaching change, especially this magnitude, there's some fallout. There is some fallout, and uh, we had heard that a couple other position coaches would be leaving. Uh, Coach Taylor, who coached uh, halfbacks, uh, speculative, uh, and Coach Setzer, who uh, coached the tight ends and receivers. Uh, could be leaving and and going back to a a place where he'd coached before. Um, we had heard that from people, but we don't know. Um, th- that's the coaching staff. The speculation's there. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot uh, things to still to come out, still to figure out. Um, we did get into a little bit of uh, implications there as we were t- as kind of we were just talking, but that's kind of the next thing I wanted to to kind of go through was um, the implications of something like this, and uh, you know where we're going from here as a program, really, yeah. as a community. Yeah. Um, I I kind of sat down a little bit and just rattled off a few in my mind this afternoon. Um, there's obviously some negative implications, but there are also, uh, you know, you want to try to be optimistic and be positive and, and look at some solutions here. Uh, the first negative thing that comes to my mind is if anyone knows about commerce football, grew up around here, you know it's a tradition. That, you know, I've heard the quote multiple times from people that when you play commerce, you don't, you don't just play the kids that are on the field. 
you play the kids that have come before them. You play the coaches that have coached there over the years. You play the Green Eyes. You play Tiger Field. You play all of that because there's so much tradition in Commerce. It's a whole. It's a major and advantage. Not, I mean, and not even just around here, man. Like, I went to school at Georgia Southern, Statesboro, Georgia, and I travel all over the state. I mean, did my job. Yeah. And ninety percent of the time, if it ain't the outlets, <laughs> the first thing somebody's going to say is like something about Coach Lamb, something yeah. about Coach Savage, something about football. Yeah, you know, or Monte. It's it's always going to be football. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's it's not just this area thing. It's definitely like a, a well thought of community yeah. of football. And so Pedigree. that that leads me to my first negative implication: Will the Ray Lamb coaching tree in Commerce football be cut down? So Ben Monroe alludes to this in his article that there have only been potentially this will be the fifth head fifth coach, coach since sixty seven. Since sixty seven, Coach Lamb took over in nineteen sixty seven, and uh, coached till nineteen eighty eight. That's twenty two years. And a little, and just to jump real quick, a little bit about that was um, that we've we've talked we've been talking to people all day. But one thing that came up was um, how Coach Brown when he kind of came into. Uh, high school, there was a similar situation yeah. where Coach Lamb had just left. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a void of, like, wait a minute, like, what's happening? Coach Lamb's leaving. But then, you know, obviously Coach Savage stepped in. But it's just it's just a parallel that was, uh, was kind of noted. It's kind of but, ironic. Yeah. Or coincidental. Um, but we, I think we may have alluded to, or been alluded to in his article, uh, Coach Lamb went uh, 190 uh, wins to 58 losses. And nine ties in 22 seasons. It's easy to see why this man is regarded as a legend in Georgia high school football. Um, talking about Coach Savage, Coach Savage came next. Coach Savage was uh, an assistant to Coach Lamb. Uh, he, he grew up playing in Commerce. He played for Coach Lamb. Went off to Maryville in Tennessee and, and led Maryville, really revived, led one of, a revival in their college football program as a player. And then came back and took a position in commerce as a as an assistant. Uh, Coach Savage coached from 1989 to 2010. That's 22 seasons. He compiled a record of 181 wins to 85 losses in those 22 seasons. So also a legend in 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 Georgia high school yeah. football history. Um, after Coach Savage departed, this is this is kind of where. Where my mind went is uh, after Coach Savage retired, um, Coach Justice got the job as uh, as head coach at Commerce, and we we don't talk about the Justice years a lot because you know we just don't. It's it's kind of like a, a thing in in Commerce. Um, I mean, it wasn't a successful they time. That good. It was two thousand eleven, two thousand eleven and two thousand twelve. Coach Justice takes over as head coach. Commerce goes nine and thirteen in two seasons, and Coach Justice resigns. So this is this is two thousand thirteen. I went back and actually looked in in my Commerce High School football yearbook from Coach Prickett, and he had in there that Coach Justice resigned on April twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. So this is like late in the year. Spring practice is about to happen, and Coach Justice is like, I'm out. Uh, he, I remember he was talking about health reasons and like he needed he needed to be closer to his family. Um, in Hartwell, you know, Coach Coach Justice was commuting from Hartwell to mm. Commerce. That's a long drive for folks that aren't around here from around here. Um, and Coach Brown was promoted to interim head coach. Uh, he was the, they didn't they had a head coach search. Coach Brown was promoted to interim. He led spring practice that year. I remember thinking that Coach Brown would probably wouldn't be the head coach because. When Coach Savage retired, I remember people asking him, like, "Did you want? To, do you are going to put him for that job?" And he didn't. You know, from all from what I know, he didn't. Um, but he takes over in 2013, leads spring practice. They make turn interim into permanent. He becomes head coach, and uh, goes 73 and and 25 and eight seasons. And what what has been a constant thread there is that there has been some sort of prodigy from. Ray Lamb coaching tree. There's a lineage. There's a constant thread there, mm-hmm. and there's there's been a constant culture since 1967 in Commerce football that that is has really benefited countless young men here in Commerce, and and really made our community better. And my next implication is 
is there going to be a culture change in commerce football? Um, I think that's to be seen. You know, Coach Savage was, was an assistant under Coach Lamb for 11 years before he became head coach. Mm-hmm. Coach Brown was an assistant at Commerce for 14 years before he became a head coach. You look at the assistants that, you know, might be staying or haven't said that they, they're leaving, and you don't know if any of them are – and this is no disrespect to them, but they're, they're probably just not qualified to be a head coach right now. Mm-hmm. So is there going to be a culture change? That's a big question and one that's been discussed, I think, at uh, at links on uh, some different Facebook posts and Twitter and stuff throughout the day today. There's honestly <laughs> some fears there. Yeah. Like, there's commerce football is very important to a lot of people. And honestly, it's almost too important to a lot of people, myself included. Um, you know, I, I really, like, I really am invested as a fan and – to know, you know that it, it, you know what I what I grew up learning, you know that it shaped me as a young man might be different. Changing a little bit, it, it kind of scares me a little bit, and I understand that fear. Um, my next implication is one I remember. You know, I alluded to that Coach Brown stepped back in two thousand, stepped down in two thousand eighteen, and then came back almost immediately. The first question I heard is, "Is Commerce going to continue running the triple option?" Yeah, you know, and I've seen it, I've heard it today. Um, is Commerce going to continue running the triple option? I don't know the answer to that question. I have a hard time believing that there's a there's a high school football coach out there in the state of Georgia right now that is qualified to be the head coach at Commerce that coaches the triple option. That's a it's a it's a almost a relic at this point in 2021 in in football, and and it's not because the triple option is a bad thing. It's worked for a long time in Commerce. But there aren't many people who know it anymore and who are experts in it like Coach Brown is. Right. Not many people do it. So I don't know if you replace the triple option just out of being able to. Are you able to in this modern climate of high school football coaching to replace that offensive scheme? Right. Or or to, to continue it not replace it you know do you have to replace and in that way it reminds me of like as I mentioned earlier I went to Georgia Southern and know quite a bit about the history down there I mean that program was started by Irk Russell obviously Mm -hmm. and um, they have a strong history with the the triple option Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of their I mean that's what they're known for I mean they've won national championships with it multiple um, and they're great at it. Yeah, I mean, it, from Irk Russell and then all the way in, up until Paul Johnson in the early 2000s. And then there was there was a void after Paul Johnson left, and there was, you know, Van Gorder ultimately was like the, the sinking ship that was like, okay, we have to get back to the option. <laughs> and, you know, Munkin came, and then Fritz came, and that was kind of when I was in school. And it was, you know, another few years of complete dominance with the option. And that was if everything felt right, you know, yeah. at Georgia Southern. Yeah. Um, and I think it feels right when commerce is really good at running the option, is, yeah. I guess is what I'm getting at. To me, it's intrinsically tied to our identity as a program. It's intrinsically tied to our community. Like, you think about the triple option, three yards in a cloud of dust sometimes. You know, it's it's really focused on three toughness. Three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. It's, it's focused on toughness. It's focused on, on discipline. Grinding it's focused on hard work. Commerce has it's traditionally been a really blue-collar community. You know, don't hurt yourself. You know, go out there and do the best you can, and good things will happen. And, you know, that has for so long been ingrained into us as people that I would hate to see that change. It may have to change. I don't want it to change. Right. If it does change, it's going to be a A culture shock. It's going to be a culture shock. It's going to be a few seasons of bad football. Yeah. Probably. We don't have the athletes to run another system, and we and it might not right. It just might it don't, might not fit. I mean, yeah. at, at Georgia Southern, going back to this example, I think it relates perfectly. Yeah. It just didn't work. Right. I mean, they tried to to run the pro. They tried to run a spread. That it just didn't work. Right. And so at some places, it just does not work. And Commerce may be one of those places. Right. And, time and like you tell. mentioned, the athletes may not exist there, specifically linemen. I mean, right. We, we don't put out six four. You know, two fifty linemen that can move their feet and right. protect a spread or a quarterback. You know, and have the the, the reach. You know, uh, a lot of our guys are just tough as nails, five eight, two hundred pounds, and will just get after you. And I, I'm not. I mean, 
we know about this firsthand. Like, 100%. I was a lineman at Commerce. Look at us. Look at us on this porch. I was I was, <laughs> I was, was a chubby kid that could not play any other position, so they put me on the offensive line, and I grew into it. And I thank Coach Brown because he – by the end of my – playing tenure at Commerce, I was an adequate offensive lineman in the triple option system. And it wasn't because I had any talent. I, I mean, I did the best with what <laughs> love, God gave me. I love the honesty there. That, that, I mean, that's exactly what Steve Savage told me the last game I ever played. He said, Mason, you did the best with what God gave you. And to me, I take pride in that. And that's an odd thing from the outside. That's beautiful. But that, that is part of Commerce football. It is, yeah. And I hate that, you know, a kid that wants to play football and really goes and tries his best, you know, in the past at Commerce, that kid can be a starter. In a different system other than the triple option, that may not happen. And and that's that's a big question for our community. That's a big question for fans, you know, administration, you know, everybody involved in Commerce football. Maybe it's a question that we'll see if it has an answer or not. Yeah. Next – Next on, we got uh, a, a tough question. You know, will players leave? Coach Brown is a very strong leader. Uh, when it comes to personal relationship, he's, he's a guy that young men can, can follow. Um, will young men follow him to Jefferson? Will players go? Allegedly, spe- uh, speculative. uh, speculatively. Will they go drive 11, 12 miles down the road, go to school at another city school in Jackson County, pay a couple thousand dollars in tuition and play football there? You know, I don't know. As a as a Tiger fan, I hope not. But that's a question that's out there. A possible negative implication of this. Um, we, we, we've heard that maybe, you know, players might be out there saying they, they might not play for another coach. Mm-hmm. That's disheartening to hear. Um, but I hope I hope that's not the case, and I hope you know people have enough ties to commerce to want to stay here. Yeah. Um, the last negative implication, maybe positive implication from this, it's kind of up to commerce how we handle this, but it's something that Coach Brown addressed in his letter that I wanted to talk about. Um, he says in his second to last paragraph, my hope is that the program and community will move forward in a positive manner and while identifying the things that need to change, focus on solutions and not blame. How do we as a community focus on the things that need to change? How do we come up with these solutions? There's obviously something broken in commerce football. This wouldn't have happened twice. This would, I mean, this, this would not have happened twice if, if things were okay in commerce. There's something about the way that the community is or the the school system or something's going on here that needs to change. How do we address that as a community? I think that's a very important question for us to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I don't know. That's the task that's given to us yeah. out of that letter. And I think that that's very. The call to action. That's good for Coach Brown to say that. Um, I think that's up to us as a community. I don't think we're going to solve it out here on the front porch tonight, but it's something that we need to think about. Uh, what's wrong with commerce? Um, it's asking, you know, asking the right questions of the right people. Yeah. People on the board of education. Yeah. People I mean, that deal with the administration. People in the community that people in the community that can, I feel like that when have I, any kind of sway. That have any kind that's, that's been in commerce. I mean, when, we gotta we gotta you know, like you said. I mean, it, it there is a there's a problem and there's a solution. It's just you gotta figured it out when i read this letter i sat down and i was like well damn it uh, excuse me whoa what uh, language on the pod <laughs> what Sheesh. what could i have done to help more like they're they're <clears throat> he, he says here some have to deal with more than others and some receive more support to do their jobs effectively how could we have given more support like i i, I just joined the booster club last year how could i be more involved you know, how can I help? And I, I see that as kind of a personal challenge as, as well as one for the community. Um, yeah. They did They did mention a hiring committee. Uh, oh, yeah, no, in the, in the, yeah, on a lighter note, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, in the Ben Monroe piece, again, referencing that one, Main Street News, uh, the coaching search will begin with the forming an interview committee 
The committee will include representatives from the school board, administration, faculty, and community. I mean, are we getting a are we getting a look here? I mean, are the potluck boys not getting a look? Here? My my day off can every we? every week is on Wednesday. Listen, uh, I can make that happen. Actually, Thursday. Thursday. I can make that happen. If anybody's listening to this, we'd love we'd love to be on that committee. We'd we'd also love to ask some people some questions. It's probably already on that committee. Uh, you know, try to find some solutions on what's going on, man. But yeah, no the uh, the community aspect of that. I wonder who they're going to get from the community because it better be us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be so bold as to say it better be us, but well, <laughs> well you got what you got. That's All your right. final implications. Not, well, no, there were some There's positive. More? There's okay, a couple okay, positive. Okay, let's get to the positive. We're going to talk about so a couple listen. Positive. There's nobody that does positives better than you. All right. So one one good thing that come that is about commerce is commerce. There's a lot is, of good things about commerce. Is is a very attractive job for a prospective coach out there. Somebody looking for a job right now. It kind of harkens back to what we mentioned, how everybody knows commerce. Right. Generally, for one thing, two things, and it's one of them's football. One of them's football. And, you know, this is an attractive job. It looks very good on a resume. And this this is possibly a negative implication, too. It's now kind you're of, talking about I, being, I hate elite, getting, now you're being elite frog jobs. Yeah. On. I don't know about this now. Commerce <laughs> runs the risk here of stepping being stone. a stepping stone school. And the fact that Lincoln County has kind of run into lately. Lincoln County, since since Coach Campbell retired, has had a host of coaches. Um, and it's, I think, you know, the community might be able to have some high expectations down there that they don't feel like are being met. But also, Lincoln County looks great on a resume because mm-hmm. everybody knows Lincoln County. Commerce is in probably the top 15, 20 high school programs in the state of Georgia as far as tradition, winningest. It's, it's one of the top I mean, 15 winning programs, that's just top 20 in the state of Georgia. Right. Georgia is one of the top three states in the United States for high school football. Mm-hmm. Arguably, I mean, I, you can make a very strong argument for top three. So this is an attractive job to someone out there who's looking for a job. The risk, though, is we, we need to find somebody who is willing to invest in the community. Because this ultimately is a program. We want to win state championships. I, I went back and listened to some pods from the early this season. One of the first things I said is, I hope Commerce wins a state championship this year. Everybody wants that. We went, won a region championship this past year. That was awesome. But ultimately, what is so great about the Commerce football program is that it is a program that builds young men into strong young men. And I love what Coach Brown said about that he had, he had tried to always been, be consistent in developing strength, goodness, and honor in the young men of commerce football. And I think that's the most important thing that we need, we need to find. We don't want to lose football games, but we got, we got to find somebody that will invest in these people. Yeah. Um, that, that is yeah. crucial. Um, like Coach Brown did. Like Coach Brown did. I mean, he was at Commerce for 22 years. As an adult, really, he's had he hasn't had another full time job. Right. You know, this is this has been his existence, other than a, another year at another school. I can't remember which one. Ups and Lee, Ups and Lee. Um, second positive here. We've we kind of already talked about this, but if the community desired. If the school board desires, if the school as a whole desires, this could be an opportunity to change directions. You know, commerce has been going in, it's been dedicated to the triple option for a long time. If somebody had it dead set on their mind that they want to change, now's the time to change. Yeah. You got a clean slate, basically. You're probably going to replace 75% of your coaching staff. You're replacing a lot of talent, too. And you're replacing a lot of talent. You know, you can come in and you can teach. You can come in and you it's, can start over. It's a over. job where you can you can give somebody a leash for a few years. Yeah. And I hate to say that as a fan because we talked about this. For months we've been kind of daydreaming about what it could have been. You know, we were really looking forward to the next two and three years. Yeah. Because it was like, God, I mean, starting this podcast, the ideas had kind of run rampant for us. It's like. You know, there are so many cool things we could do with talking about covering Coach Brown, and you know, we think we've got Sammy for the next couple of years. Dre, uh, Coach or Trey Huff, 
you know, we felt like we were we were. I mean, you had made the comment. You felt like Commerce was going to win two to three state championships in the next two or three years, mm-hmm. and I felt the same way. And it's not that that has. It's not that that's impossible now, but because we have some great, I think the we have some great players. Right, the expectations have certainly shifted. Right at this point, the perspective is completely different. Right, we're in a different. We're almost in a rebuilding stage. In a day, now. that's crazy. In man. a day, it's <laughs> in it's a been day, a the expectations went from like, man, we're probably gonna win two or three, and then I was like, ugh. I mean, we I I've been I talked to you about it. We've been planning on stuff that we were gonna do for next season. And not that that's hurting us, but, you know, it's just our expectations. It's It's been a whirlwind. Um, but if if we wanted to go a different direction, we could right now. That that was another positive, possibly, that, that came to my mind. Um, we did something today that we've done throughout the season, and um, we got more response today than any other time since we've been doing this podcast since last August. We opened up the mailbag. Yeah, yeah, we we did, and and we did get a lot more responses today. Um, some people chose to remain off the record and gave some responses. Uh, if you want those, send me a DM. Uh, <laughs> but just uh, this was two anonymous ones back to back. Let me see. Son, you want to start us off with, or let me let me. You let me, read the first I'll, two. I'll get the first two off the bat. So let's. Th- these are both anonymous. We're gonna keep them anonymous. Um, one from uh, a player, um, but today we were informed uh, about Coach Brown resigning. It was shocking at first, and we didn't know exactly how to feel. We've played for Coach Brown for multiple years in many cases, and he has been one of the best role models in all of our lives. I couldn't think of a better man to have played football for. Coach Brown has helped to shape us into the men we are becoming today. God has a reason for everything. I respect Coach Brown's decision, and we wish him the best. And and that's a little bit of a paraphrase. Um, Definitely a paraphrase. Since I kept it anonymous, I did paraphrase m- most of that. Um, but it that's that was the uh, – the, the gist. Yeah, that I mean, that some, was, some of those. That, I mean, it's pretty much direct, direct quotes, just, but uh, just a little pronouns. bit. Of, yeah, the, some of the pronouns changed. Um, we also talked to some of the the um, just some of the parents that are involved in the program, and they were just talking about how Coach Brown took the time uh, to call a lot of them today that that wanted to you know to to hear from them and even took time on his lunch break to, yeah. to talk to him personally on the phone. And I think everybody walked away from that with complete understanding and no hard feelings and, and ultimately is the right thing for his family at the time. So, yeah. I think um, at, at this stage, like, people have time to understand it. And it really is clear that Coach Brown believes this is the best for his family. And he's put thought into it. And I think people yeah. understand that. Yeah. And then we had one uh, to the DMs from a former player. And Solomon, you go ahead. Uh, So this is an anonymous one. I think people should know how difficult of a job Coach Brown has had over the last few years. He cares so much about the young men on the team and being successful that he would lose weight, 10 to 20 pounds, every season due to stress. Plus, when you take into account that he does a lot of the field maintenance and runs the weight training program, that's a lot of things to put just on one man. He has always been gracious to be a Tiger and took pride in every aspect of his job, but ultimately I think the biggest problem was continued non-support from certain higher-ups in the school system. The constant butting of heads on matters that shouldn't even need to be an issue in the first place, like maintenance of facilities. I want to end off by saying Coach Brown is a great coach, but an even better man. He has touched the lives of so many young men in this community, and I can genuinely be happy for him as he makes a decision that he thinks to be best for himself and his family. I'm saddened to see him go, but beyond grateful for what he has done for the program, for me, uh, for the program, and for me personally. Uh, when we got that one today, we were out fishing in the boat, and I read it, and it was just like, man, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, to come from a, a former player, that says even more. Uh, we also got one uh, in the boat from, oh, from a man. friend. 
and a fr- uh, friend of the program, frequent guest in the pod. You know him as the furniture man. It's Joseph Sanders. It's Joseph Sanders, folks. <laughs> yeah, Joe boy. He texted. I texted Joe. He couldn't be like, here. We, we I tried to invite him. Yeah, we wanted him to be here. He uh, couldn't be here. He's, he's a, in he's Greenville. A, he's got a uh, or, uh, orange and purple meeting tonight <laughs> of the upstate upstate Carolina um, Clemson Tigers fan board meeting, but uh, he couldn't be here. But here's his, here's his thoughts. Okay, from Joe. There are a few people in life I respect more than Coach Brown. Anybody that knows him knows that he would never make this decision lightly. It's disappointing that things beyond behind the scenes deteriorated to the point where he was forced to choose between he and his family's best interest and the best interest of the program he has given so much to. In a perfect world, those interests would be aligned. I wish Sammy and him the best wherever they end up. Sadly, I believe... This may haunt the commerce program for years to come, but hopefully will serve as a wake-up call to the community that some things need to be improved. Uh, and then he sent, he ended that text and then sent me another text shortly after and said, P.S. P.S. Someone should get Coach Greg out of retirement to save the program. <laughs> so uh, straight from the lips of Joe Sanders, you heard it first. He endorses Rex Greg as head football coach of commerce. Uh, Tigers, uh, good old Joe. We um, had a uh, guest earlier this year, um, Randy Womack, just on Twitter. Uh, wish you know, wish you nothing but the best, Coach. The lessons you teach me, uh, the lessons you teach can be applied to everyday life, not just football. My favorite coach I've ever played under. Continued success and blessings your way. And um, <laughs> we had an anonymous. An anonymous uh, it's almost a tip. <laughs> like this is. It kind of was a tip. And definitely a frequent uh, listener Listener. because uh, we talk about Rush Probes quite a bit. But uh, he said something along the lines of we should exhaust all means to get Rush Probes into college. (laughs) (laughs) So there's another endorsement from the potluck listeners. And if you want the actual quote, also DM us on that one. Watch out, though, if you do. That one's not going out on the pod. Uh, Also, uh, last anonymous, this podcast is the best, and y'all are are awesome. Man, that's great. Thanks for sending that in. Let's talk about some stories. Who sent that one in? I don't know. Let's talk about some stories. Uh, We're going to do a quick story time uh, before we close it out here and let everybody off the hook with hopefully, I don't know how long this has gone for now, but... um, Uncle Solomon, what uh, what stories you want to talk about with uh, Coach Brown? So, um, thinking back on Coach Brown um, throughout the years, uh, he he was my eighth grade history teacher, Georgia history teacher. I think uh, some people would know that that he taught Georgia history. He's a really uh, yeah. good Georgia history. He's teacher. the reason I know a lot of the capitals in, in each county. Right. What what's the cap? Uh, now don't county ask me seat? right no. now. What's it's, the county seat of Dade night. County? It's ten at night. Dade County. Dades in Northwest. That's got to be. Uh, is it Chickamauga? Trenton. Trenton. Uh, There's a good barbecue place in Trenton. <laughs> I knew you'd have some kind of intel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. There's a great barbecue place what? downtown Trenton. Trust me on that. If you're ever there. What's the capital of? Uh, Man, you're you're getting. All right, getting, I, getting, I don't know this song. He used to quiz us on this. That's why. That's why we're making such a big deal of this. He used to quiz us on that in eighth grade. Um, he was also after eighth grade. He was my offensive line coach for four years. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, I think, that I, I haven't had like a, a genuine conversation with Coach Brown in a while, but there hasn't really been a reason to. But I always respected him. Uh, I think he actually demanded respect from his players, I, and I think that it was freely given. Um, there's a couple of stories that that I I thought about that stuck out to me about him over the years. One time, uh, you know, he, he right now he's a strength and conditioning coach for Commerce. He teaches weight training. But back in the day, that was Coach Savage. When we were playing, that was Coach Savage. And Coach Brown did the summer workouts. And I remember uh, summer workouts would go up there to the field house, and you did not want to go up there. You mean, you were at home doing what a kid does in summer vacation. Sleeping or playing video games or going swimming or doing something with your friends. And you you had to go work out. And uh, I remember going up there one day and there being like a tornado. Like, there was some serious weather going on up there at, at the high school. And I remember we were working out at the freshman in the freshman area. And I, I looked down, and I saw Coach Brown go down the hallway. And I looked down the hallway, and the wind was whipping up. And he was, like, going out to check the weather. And the the back door of the field house, like, whipped. And it hit him square in the forehead. 
And like I think a, a, a like an average person, like an average person, probably would have killed him. It would have killed him. <laughs> it would have knocked them dead cold. But I sat there and I, I saw with my own eyes. Like he just walked it off. Like I heard a noise, like a scream, and he just walked it off. Like just rubbed some dirt on it and like walked it off and came back in and acted like nothing happened. And I think. Out of all the stories I could think about about Coach Brown, uh, one thing is he's an extremely physically tough person. Like, uh, you know that he's strong just by looking at him, and if you know anything about him, like his history, um, being at Furman and and at Commerce, he's a strong person. And just he was incredibly tough, and that was something that he demanded of his offensive linemen is toughness. Um, Secondly, this was after I'd own, I this was that first story was as a freshman. After I got up as an, a junior, I think I was this year. We were we were pretty bad my junior year, two thousand eight. Uh, I think we went five and six. Tough. I was yeah, it was a tough year. Um, we had less talent than the year before in two thousand seven, but in two thousand eight, <laughs> um, you know, we we had more players, but we just weren't very good. And we, we, we played a, or we practiced a lot and we practiced really hard. And we did big on big scrimmages a lot, which meant your your number ones on offense were against your number ones on defense. And we went really hard in an off week. Like we scrimmaged every day for like two hours or more every single day that week. And uh, at the, it had been a frustrating week. We couldn't get the plays right. And the offense was just not going anywhere. I was playing left guard on that team. And uh, I remember – we got we ran Oklahoma, I think, which is just the option, and we busted it for a touchdown, full length of the field, back on the old practice field, which was a long ways. And uh, I remember just like the offense being jubilant and just in the joy. I remember jumping up and looking and high fiving the next person, and it was Coach Brown. Like I remember looking up and it was Coach Brown giving me a high five, and he was as much into it and like us scoring a touchdown that day as I was as a player. And he, when I, I, this decision was tough for him because I know that he, he has been in this program for 22 years, heart and soul. Through some dark times. Through some dark times. Like, like those that times. was 2008. That was not a good year. <laughs> but he was, he was in it. And he gave, I mean, like, it, that was one thing I thought of. And then, like, the, the last thing I wanted to mention is, like, if you grew up and you were a lineman under Coach Brown, there's almost like a vocabulary that you have that no other population in the world has. And it's like uh, like when you make a base block, you're, you're trying to bite the guy on the belt buckle. Or like when you're opening up to pull, you take a step into the bucket. Or like you're it, when you're ripping to pull and make a really wide pull, you're ripping to crank the lawnmower. And he was just a really good coach. Like really good at physically instructing us how to play to the point where we, we got – really good at executing the triple option and I was just really thankful of that and I, I think that 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 just speaks a lot about him as as being a coach and a position coach and I know that the Jefferson Dragons are getting an excellent offensive line coach and they're going to have allegedly that's still oh, speculation. that is still speculation but that is he's going to produce some wonderful offensive line wherever he goes I've already been on record as if if the speculation does is true, it's on me. <laughs> and no, it's just it, I, if it it is true and he ends up being the OC there, they're gonna have the best rushing attack in the history of high school football in Georgia. Yeah, I'm on record. As it's saying. gonna be sickening. Um, are is that was that the that's my conclusion? last story? That was the conclusion of the song stories. Well, uh, we've got a visitor. It just came up out of the woods, <laughs> out, of the, out of the creek, and. Uh, <coughs> What you got? What you got for us? Not even gonna tell anybody who I am. That's okay. <laughs> this is yeah, my brother. He deserves an introduction. This is my brother, Matthew Dean. Two thousand two, two thousand no, two thousand two, two thousand five. Man, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's been a long time. I tell you what, Coach Brown was there though. <laughs> he was Went down in Dooley County in Hawkinsville. We played Charles Johnson down there. He Ooh. was indeed. Sheesh. Matthew Dean with the story time. Yeah, it's fortuitous that I joined y'all on this occasion. I'm glad I joined y'all on a on a good day. <laughs> but yeah, I, the one thing I remember about one particular scene that I shared with Psalm 
a game that me and him caught earlier in the season. And I guess I'll just I'll just set the scene up. You mentioned Dooley County and Hawkinsville. My senior year, we were coming off of three really good teams. Dooley County was my freshman year. We lost them in the Elite Eight, and then Hawkinsville the second year in the Elite Eight, who boasted, yeah, Charles Johnson, who some may know as former defensive end for the University of Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, coming into that season, though, I mean, we had, I want to say, six, seven seniors. It just – most of us had a, a little bit of – most of us had a good deal of experience, I guess, because, you know, commerce has a limited – pool of people to select from anyway you're bound to have some experience before you become a senior but not the most athletic people as I'm sure most people's story is and it was one of those teams where you're sort of I mean you're always better off to have more seniors but when you just got a handful it just makes things a little bit harder and we we struggled a little bit earlier in the season had a couple of hard losses and at that time we were still Jefferson was still in the region and so that when that week comes around, and this, I mean, at that time, Jefferson hadn't beaten us in... It was 10 years, right? We're about to make it 11. I think it yeah. was several hundred years before <laughs> they hadn't, <laughs> that they had beaten us. And they could smell the blood. I mean, that whole week of practice, you could, I mean, you could feel it in the air. There was a weight. There was a heaviness to what was... Always about, was. To what was about... And it, but especially this year. Amplified. I mean that year, and we we you know you hear the rumblings. This was before Facebook. Man, we had been sk- we skated by the year before too. This was the trip. That was the triple overtime. Game. Yes, that For, was, was a, it. It was triple. That was the right? year before. Yeah. Yeah, at least double. Yes, they had to miss some some chip shots. They would I want to say it was. Tri- I'm so it bad at remembering this It was stuff. a long game. That ended some careers over at Jefferson, didn't it? Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, I mean that was a big one, and so I mean it was it was in the air. It was thick. <laughs> that was the. the, the Everybody, like I said, this was before Facebook, Twitter, but you still heard the rumblings. They were they were out to get us. And uh, I just remember game day rolls around. You're going through the all the motions, and we walk out, and sure enough, I mean, I saw more people in that stadium. This was at Tiger Field. I think I saw more people in that stadium than I'd ever seen other than the, the state championship game when I was real young. And it's like you you have a you have a in a, in a lot of ways that's what you want you want to compete in front of, and on that kind of a stage, but, but when man, it's there, but when it's there, <laughs> you you really feel it in your gut. Uh, anyways, that I mean, so we go through the warm ups. We're we're running through some plays. You know, the offensive line comes out a little bit later. I was on the line too. Here come the hogs. We come out later. We we see the people there. I'm just like, oh my god! And we go through warm ups. Go through. We run a few plays. And I remember we're about to go back into the locker room, and Coach Brown, he says everybody. He says everybody on me. Everybody on me. We all gather around. We just kind of waiting. And he stands in the middle of us. The seniors are all kind of in the center, and he he takes a moment. He just kind of looks around, and then all of a sudden he points to the Jefferson. To the Jefferson fan, to the to the visitors sideline, and says, he looks at us seniors and says, two thousand people came out here tonight to see you get your ass beat. What are you gonna do about it?" And I, I mean, we and at that point we could have we could have we could have stormed the beaches of Normandy. I mean, it was it was it was incredible. It was, just, it was so simple. Yeah, we. I mean, and that's kind of I see these kids in this situation now. You know, there's, there's what life, life is what happens to you, and it's how you, how you decide you're gonna react to it. And so, you know, the tradition of commerce football certainly doesn't hinge on on one man. You know, this, it's 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 sort of a, it's part of the fabric of of everything that commerce is about, and it's it's going to go on forever. I hope. <laughs> So I, I would just I would I would implore those kids that are out there now to just take to 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 take his advice from that night. I mean, you have to decide what you're going to do about it. You can't change your circumstances, but you can you can certainly decide how you react to it. Take a quote from the man himself. A bunch of people on social media, from other teams, whatnot. 
they're probably going to be thinking you're going to be getting your ass beat this uh, this this season. <laughs> so how are you yet? Let's call it there. More is likely to come soon. Maybe we'll be catching up with all of you sooner than expected. Go Tigers. And by the way, the Tigers did win that game 33-15 to in 2005 to make it 11 straight. Go Tigers.